Hey, hey, bitch pleasers, what's going on? Welcome to the February installment of Bitch Please, your favorite podcast. Um, we are going to be talking about a few things this month. We're going to be asking a lot of questions again. Uh, that seems to be happening organically, so that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to start by having a celebration, welcoming Lauren back to the studio. Yay! Lauren managed to uh, free herself um, from whatever it was that was trapping her in Queens. <laughs> so we're going to hear about that. And also, it appears she will be arriving here in good health. So, uh, no, it's not going to sound like she's dropping dead during the podcast. So as far as I'm concerned, we're batting a thousand in February, folks. Woo! Yay! Yay! Lauren's here. Yay! Um, I'm also going to be unveiling a new segment that I created. It's called Don't Get Me Started. (laughs) So you guys already know what you're going to be in for there. Um, It was inspired by my crowning of the queen bitch for February. And again, begins with a question. Uh, Should everybody apologize to Erica from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Now, apparently, Erica thinks so. (laughs) So uh, we're going to kind of talk about that. And then uh, we'll be touching base briefly on another reality show, a reality game show called The Traitors. And uh, moving forward, we're also going to be discussing a topic that is about as serious as a comedy podcast like this is going to get. Uh, As you guys already know, you're not listening to NPR. You're not listening to Meet the Press. Meet the Press, we ain't. As you guys have deduced, uh, we sit around here talking about my pesky neighbors, my ex-boyfriends, um, silly reality show housewives shopping on Rodeo Drive, uh, you know, stuff like that. But occasionally, uh, things come up in subjects like politics, and this time, world politics, you guys, woo, uh, that begs the question, and the question is, Should you, and should we, actually, watch the Tucker Carlson-Vladimir Putin interview? And um, really, my focus and concern is really not so much the interview itself, but the legacy media reaction around it. Because according to both the left and right, Folks like CNN and Fox, the answer is, uh, no, nope, nothing to see here. Hmm. So, uh, we're going to be talking about that. And we're also going to be touching base on another subject we don't talk about a lot, which is sports. Um, yeah, what's going on with, uh, football? And... More importantly, what's going on with football and Taylor Swift? 
they don't seem to have a very good relationship right now. <laughs> uh, football fans uh, are not pleased. Uh, quite specifically, I would say Kansas City Chief fans. So we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit. And we're going to have a good time doing it, as we always do. So buckle up. Get ready. Here we go. Hey, hey. Bitch pleasers, how y'all doing? We made it to February, y'all. Woo! Very exciting. Um, got a bit of a celebration here. Ooh. We have... Lauren, she is here in the flash. <laughs> Whatever trapped her in Queens uh, the last time, uh, she is free. She Yay. is released. Woo, freedom, baby. Lauren, you also look to be in good health. Yes. Mazel tov. Yes. Thank Excellent. You. Thank you. So, you know, doesn't look like anybody's going to drop dead during the podcast. Uh, you know, so we sound like uh, a professional podcast in the studio. Woohoo! I love it. All right. Well, you know, that's batting a thousand in my book. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yay. Lauren's here. Yay. <laughs> Good to see you. Oh, happy to be here. Yes. Happy to be here. Um, well, Lauren, when I was looking at the topics, um, for this month, I started to notice a little theme. Mm, okay. Emerge uh, organically. And um, the theme was actually uh, kind of ominous. Ooh. <laughs> this is like a scary little theme. <laughs> and it's a uh, uh, treachery. Ooh. Yeah. There's a lot of that out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that out there in, in the world. Um, and so, um, speaking of which, uh, when I was, um, thinking about crowning the queen bitch for February, uh, it actually inspired me, uh, to, um, create a new segment and it's called Don't Get Me Started. So you bitch please fans know what you're about to be in for. There. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to February. Um, and so, Lauren, the reason why I call it uh, Don't Get Me Started is because with this particular person, once I start talking about this individual, um, I can't shut up. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's kind of unlike me because I've been avoiding uh, kind of talking about... Um, this person for just that reason Mm. and so uh i am going to uh bitch please uh, audience you're going to be witnessing me exercising some (laughs) self-restraint to the best of my ability uh we don't want the whole podcast to be about this and it won't be (laughs) so what i thought maybe if you want to do lauren if you'd like to set your timer if you want to set your timer for like two minutes no problem. And then, all right, cool. <laughs> well, give, give me a, a two-minute deadline. No problem. <laughs> uh, to talk about this. So, um, yeah, the combo "Don't get me started, Queen bitch" uh, segment again starts with a question. There's going to be a lot of questions in this episode again. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, emerging organically. A lot of questions. We're inquisitive people here. Yes, we, we like doubt. <laughs> we also like attempting to answer questions mm-hmm. and to give our opinion about those questions. Yes. 
and to give evidence <laughs> that back up our opinions. <laughs> so yes, I'm, yes. As per usual, I'm yes. quite ready to do that. All right, timer is set, so you just let me know when you're ready to go. I'm ready to rip. All right, just cool. Here we go. Um, so the question for this segment is, uh, should everybody apologize to uh, Erica from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Um, apparently, Erica thinks so. Okay? Um, but also, apparently, um, the Bitch Please podcast, along with many others, uh, has got some news for her <laughs> along those lines. And um, basically, I'm going to give you some context and some little background on her. Um, the The reason, and you already know what my answer is to that question because I've been alluding to it um, in a kind of joking manner, <laughs> is a resounding nope. And the reason why it's a resounding no um, is because of the nature of things that she's been involved in and her reaction to them. And her reaction to them um, really smacks of someone who uh, is a sociopath. And uh, it seems like sociopaths kind of rear their ugly heads in this podcast <laughs> quite a bit. Um, maybe because they're so fascinating. I would say so. You know, uh, I just can't fathom that type of consciousness at all. <laughs> so it's like fascinating to most people. And so um, I'm going to give you um, backup examples uh, in exhibits, like like a court of law. She is married to an attorney. His name is Tom Girardi. Uh, and I'm going to give it to you in uh, exhibit A, exhibit B, and exhibit C. <laughs> okay. So, um, but let me give you the context uh, again with last season with her. Her and her husband, I think he might be her ex-husband at this point. Um, they were under investigation by the feds. Uh, they were attempting to seize Tom Girardi's assets. Um, because uh, the victims of the largest settlement in history, uh, which Tom was supposed to be distributing, uh, these victims never received their settlement. This was uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. So this is the problem. Yes, yes. I remember reading about this. Yeah. Yes. And so what it was was the Lion Air uh, plane crash in, in Indonesia, I believe. Uh, it was a Boeing uh, 737 MAX um, passenger uh, plane that malfunctioned and actually uh, nosedived uh, soon after takeoff. So hundreds of uh, lives were lost in that great tragedy. So um, Erica's reaction to the feds coming after her as well was total denial, and not just total denial. Um, I'm going to give you the examples. Um, she was just beyond defiant. And um, Exhibit A was, I mean, she was hanging out with the housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, these are privileged women, okay? Uh, they're not exactly Mother Teresa's, okay? <laughs> and even they were like, you know, Erica, we know your back's up against the wall with this. We know the press is, you know, 
really, we're already at two minutes. Well, we're just going to keep rolling. <laughs> I'm going to have it set to repeat. I knew, I knew, I knew I'd go over. I knew it. That's why I told you to set it because, yeah, yeah. oh my goodness. Um, yeah, we just can't get this vi- all this vileness in in two minutes. <laughs> it's all tough. But they were saying to her, you know, Erica, you know, uh, what about the victims? You know, uh, we understand your back's up against the wall here and you're claiming that you knew nothing about this, but, you know, she was just, you know, attacking like a saber-toothed tiger. Uh, And, um, you know, she actually looked in the camera and said, I don't give a damn about these victims. All I care about is me. So if that's not Sociopath 101, I don't know what is. Moving on to Exhibit B. (laughs) There was a pair of $750,000 earrings uh, that Tom gave to Erica and uh, she refused to give them up. The feds were trying to seize them uh, from her Mm -hmm. uh, for assets for the victims and she was like, no, no, I'm not going to get my earrings. And she was like parading around with these gigantic earrings in her ears on TV saying this and I mean, my God. (laughs) So, uh, you know, they did seize them from her and um, the reason why she wants the apology, uh, by the way, guys, is because she did get her earrings back. She is now off the hook. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now she's sitting around saying, I'm, I'm so hurt. No one's, no one's apologized to me. I should, I should be apologized to. You know, which is just completely uh, outrageous. And again, the housewives around her, I mean, they were like a covenant of nuns. Uh, hanging out with the devil. They were like, Erica, I mean, even if there was any question, I would just give the earrings to the victims. You know? Uh, these women are not necessarily known for having a lot of depth. I mean, this is... <laughs> I mean, my God. It's ready again. All right, we'll just turn it off because <laughs> I'm getting to Exhibit C, folks. We're getting there. So Exhibit C was actually in this season. Um... She was in a, a, a sequence with her therapist, which if I were her, I wouldn't show myself with a therapist. Uh, but the therapist said to her, you know, Erica, we have to examine the concept of empathy and what that is and what that's all about. And she looks in the camera again and goes, what is empathy? Of course. Of course. And I'm like, if that's not the mantra of a sociopath, you know, lock me up and throw in the key. I don't know what it is. Um, so, yeah. And to me, the ultimate is the fact that, um, you know, she's sitting around with her glam squad, getting her hair done, sniffing, saying, no one's apologized to me. They gave me my earrings back. I was vindicated. And the woman wants us to apologize to her for being a soci- sociopath. I can't even say sociopath. I'm so outraged. <laughs> you know. Um, so what I think is that Instead of her uh, doing her cheesy Vegas act, which she's now allowed to do, um, I think she should actually be cast on my next subject matter, uh, my next reality TV show that I wanted to touch on a little bit. And it's called The Traitors. Ah, are you talking about the U... Now, that was my question. Were you talking about the U.S. iteration or the right. Scottish? Right. It's the U.S., the U.S. version. Okay. That's right. There's another version of it. I haven't gotten to the Scottish version oh, yet. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's it is a, so much It's fun. a lot of fun. Um, yes. Yeah, I may get to that Scottish, you know, version, but mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to work my way through the one in the United States. Mm. But again, I had 
uh, the question that uh, do these contestants understand um, the kind of show they are? You know, do they know what show they're on? Because, uh, listen, if your agent books you on a show called The Traitors, I mean, you can't expect to be uh, sitting around holding hands, singing Kumbaya, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't understand the yelling, the screaming, the emotional outbursts. And these are the, uh, most of the cast are these D-list, again, uh, reality show people. So they can't act, you know. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on these shows. It's true. They might have a personality. Might is the operative word. They're a personality. Right. They're a, they're a TV personality. Correct. Quote, quote unquote. <laughs> you know? And so, it's like, it, it really was um, a quandary to me. So, the object of the game, briefly, is, uh, you know, three people secretly get chosen as a traitor. And uh, these three people, very quietly, kill someone uh, every single night and they call it murdering which is <laughs> yes that's correct it's very dark uh, very twisted a lot of fun very scottish <laughs> very, it must be because it did it was it just originating in scott because scotland is a brutal uh yes. barbaric uh yeah, place yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah no it, the show premiered in scotland first and then it has now its u.s iteration i think they film even though it's like it's American contestants, I think mm-hmm. they, they actually film it somewhere in the Highlands in Scotland, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I was marveling because the castle, the exterior shots of the castle are gorgeous. Yeah. But then the interior shots, I'm like, this is a really ugly renovation of this beautiful castle. But then I realized <laughs> those are probably sets and they're probably staying at like a Scotland Holiday Inn somewhere and <laughs> like coming into the set and shooting mm-hmm, it, which mm-hmm. could very well be. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, in order to win this game, um, I just feel like a lot of these contestants are in denial of um, the type of game they're playing. Mm-hmm. I, I think they even forget they're even on a reality game show. <laughs> um, but um, one person who didn't forget it was actually the winner of season one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually found myself doing a psychological slip. I, I mispronounced her name. Her name is Siri Fields, and I called her Circe, okay. uh, which is Circe Lannister. Yeah, that was like, um, sounds like Game of Thrones. From Game of Thrones, yes. the wicked, vile queen. Mm-hmm. And um, Siri won uh, because um, of her actual true personality, which is kind of the personality everybody loves. Uh, she's a nurse from Jersey City, New Jersey, and she has a very motherly aura mm-hmm. about her. Um, people with mommy issues on that show were like, mommy, save me from the traitors. You know, she has this strength, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one suspected her for a second, which is why she won. Yes. And she just moved through that show like a shark mm-hmm. in the darkness. Because she is from Jersey City. Oh, yeah. See? See what being from the Northeast will do? <laughs> We, you know, we're killers, but... um, We're real nice about it. We're nice about it, but I think we can get in touch with it, because that's the thing. I feel like, really, in order to play this game the way it was designed, Mm -hmm. you have to get in touch with, you know, the Circe within, the killer within. Yeah, yeah, the the mentality of, this is about me. Oh, yeah. This, if I'm going to win, I cannot make it about anybody other than me, myself, and I. Right. And um, basically, uh, with the faithfuls, people who aren't traitors, you know, they're hapless, they're stabbing in the dark, they're trying mm-hmm. to suss out. And that is difficult. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Um, 
however, uh, seriously understood that she was on a reality TV game show. Mm -hmm. And the pot was, you know, a quarter of a million dollars. And uh, she actually slit everybody's throat at the end. Um, because basically, if a trader is left over at the end, they take all the money. Yes. And she even turned on the trader who was there with her. <laughs> so she was like, mm -hmm. this was some cold-blooded shit. I thought she was magnificent, quite frankly. Um, and, you know, she was just great. And she showed up to the reunion. And uh, a couple of the people who thought that she was their friend, like, fell to her feet crying saying well i thought you were my friend how could you do this to me and she just <laughs> she was dressed like a like a like a goddess and she looked down at them and uh just basically said what are you talking about you know it's like mm -hmm. this is a game show dude yeah. okay so <laughs> i'm a, i'm a big um Circe siri fan um because I, I feel like she got it and she ran with it. Mm -hmm. um, and now this season, I don't know. Um, it looks like the Faithfuls are starting to figure it out a little more. But it almost seems a little rigged because I think they've got it figured out because they've already sussed out a couple of the uh, traders. So I'm like, nah, I don't know. I think the producers are like, you know what? This is too hard <laughs> for these people. <laughs> we got to help them along. <laughs> so I'm kind of off it a little bit, although it's still kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. But uh, speaking of treachery, speaking of which, mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to actually talk about a subject oh. um, that is about as serious as this podcast is going to get. Okay. And not only does it involve politics, mm -hmm. but it involves, woo, world politics, friend. Ah, yes. My favorite subject. <laughs> Lauren likes this stuff. I do. This is Lauren's favorite time in the show. <laughs> I did Where I get to tear everybody apart. I did so this just fun. for you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the thing about it is that, you know, as our, as our listeners already know, uh, meet the press, we ain't. Okay? <laughs> this is far from NPR. Uh, they know the kind of, unlike the traders, <laughs> they know the kind of show that they're involved with right now. Mm -hmm. And it's me sitting around talking about my ex-boyfriends, talking about silly housewives, shopping mm -hmm. on Rodeo Dr Drive, uh, my pesky neighbors, you know. <laughs> Not uh, what I'm about to talk to now. But there are things that happen in politics that uh, they, they kind of beg the question. And again, the question that I wanted to ask is, should we watch the uh, Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin, which was earlier this month? Mm -hmm. And um, see, the thing that um, I'm finding more interesting is not necessarily the interview itself, but the legacy media reaction yes. to yes. the interview. I, mm -hmm. I found it um, curious. I also found it concerning. Um, because uh, both on the left and the right in mainstream media, um, CNN, I mean, Hillary Clinton was interviewed on CNN. And it's like, oh, that Tucker Carlson, he's not a real journalist. You don't want to listen to him. He got fired from Fox, you know, he's, but he's still advocating for the right. You don't want nothing to see here. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nothing to see here, folks. I'm like, what? What? Um, 
you know, oh, and that Putin, that's just going to be a pack of lies. You don't want to listen to that. And Fox said the same thing. Well, they fired him, you know, so. Right, right. So they, they have some skin in the game in that regard. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, but I think really the more uh, concerning aspect of this is the fact that, well, Vladimir Putin has been interviewed before by other American journalists, mm-hmm. people like Barbara Walters, people like Charlie Rose mm-hmm. for 60 Minutes. And never in my recollection was there any type of promo or message around those interviews saying, oh, that Barbara Walters, you don't want to, you don't want to see one of her interviews. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, mm-hmm. she's so revered you know, as a broadcast true, journalist. True. So I'm like, why now? And so, you know, if we connect the dots here, uh, Tucker Carlson, since he got fired from Fox, the reason he was fired uh, from Fox is things he was saying and doing. And, and part of that was being in alignment with independent media. Okay. And people like Russell Brand, um, who actually, he's the only person I get my news from, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's a stand up comedian and he has a kind of a very political podcast. And uh, actually, I'm not alone because there was a mainstream poll uh, of Americans and uh, a very high percentage of Americans do not trust legacy media. Mm -hmm. You know, especially after what we went through in the, in the, uh, with the pandemic. And with that thing that Trump did, I think, I guess it was an administration. I don't know what it was. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, I'm joining the legions um, of these people. But if you actually uh, do want to have a laugh, watch the interview itself. That mm-hmm. is actually comical. It is. It is. It's comical because what what the setup is so important is mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson before he even goes in for the interview is you know doing his one-on-one with his camera people going you know like this is all so serious we have to take it. I'm a journalist I take this seriously and he goes on and on and on and then you watch the interview and he you know initially he claims I'm going to ask him really tough questions I'm going to really go in there and get some information <laughs> And that's not what happens. Right. It's And, you know, so much so that even after the interview was over, Putin was approached by some other reporters asking, how, how did you think the interview went? Mm-hmm. And he was making fun of Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he was making fun of Tucker Carlson throughout the entire thing. Exactly, yes. Um, but uh, a quick touch back to uh, legacy media. I, I think that what was concerning to me um, about it is um, sort of the word before and after the interview, you know, kind of <laughs> shooing us away uh, from even watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, that smacks of censorship. Uh, yes. That smacks of mass mind control. Yes. Uh, and, excuse me, propaganda itself. So uh, everybody's hands are dirty. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. You know? mean, it's yeah. worth it to watch it because there is a massive war still going on mm-hmm. between Ukraine and Russia. And Russia mm-hmm. definitely has some intentions potentially to do more as far as taking back land because that is what the mentality is to a certain extent and it's just it is messy it is messy and the fact that you know it is very much don't look over here look at the bunny puppet in the corner exactly kind of thing. <laughs> it's I, I i similarly get very like i hmm. don't trust any of this hmm. if it smells like a fish and it looks like a fish it's probably a fish yeah i don't think it's anything to be scared of i think it's just something to 
be aware of. Agreed. And keep your eyes open about, mm-hmm. uh, watch the legacy media, watch what they say, mm-hmm. watch what the independent media says. Uh, you're going to experience day and night, basically, uh, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interview itself, to me, look, let me, let me just say this. Uh, my comment about U.S. legacy media, this is not to say that I'm a Vladimir Putin fan, okay? Uh, I don't necessarily think he's like a stand-up guy, all right? Um, this person, I mean, he, he was former KGB. Uh, he, the way he deals with his adversaries... Uh, you know, he does a lot of James Bond 007 shit. Yep. Okay, he's into that. He likes very dramatic, he likes to kill them in a very slow, dramatic fashion. That is uh, The plutonium in the teacup. And recently, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the very outspoken... Um, uh, Alexei oppo- Navalny. Opponent, yes. yes. Alexei Navalny. Uh, it was just uh, released that he did, in fact, just die uh, in prison. So... Um, yeah, that's our friend Vlad. Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, we need to keep our eyes open, folks. But to me, the comical aspect uh, of the of the interview um, was actually the first thirty minutes, especially, uh, especially if you could stay awake, because <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Listen, he's been, I believe, in office twenty four years. Yes. Uh, everything in Russia is controlled by the government, i.e., him. Uh, and so History 101 class, which I pretty much ignored, uh, even I know that that smacks of an autocrat. Yes. He is, um, you know, a tyrant. I mean, this is the, a tyrannical uh, regime here. Um, and um, so what he did with Tucker Carlson is what he does with everything, which is com- to completely take control and shut everything down. And basically what he decided to do was brain fuck Tucker Carlson so hard that it was hilarious. I mean, so he looks at Tucker Carlson and he says, okay, so is this going to be like a talk show or is this going to be a serious interview? Because if you want to interview me, you are now going to get the full, total, complete history of Russia. Yep. And that's exactly what he did. I'm like, what? And poor Tucker Carlson, I, I I had to hand it to him. He hung in there, okay? And um, there was a point at which Tucker Carlson even said to him, okay, uh, where are we on the timeline? And Putin's like, oh, we're in the 14th century. Yeah. And it's like, what? We're in the dark ages, the 1300s. So it's not like he wanted to go back, you know, to the overthrow of the czars and the establishment mm-hmm. of the USSR mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, Trotsky and Lenin and, you know, all of that stuff to kind of give a context as to why um, he felt the need to invade the Ukraine now. Uh, he had to go. And so what I found funny really were the cutaways to uh, Tucker Carlson's reactions, which is kind of like how my dog looks at me with the head cock. That's so true. I mean, he, uh, John you know? Oliver put it better than anybody. He's a boat shoe. He's just a human boat shoe. It, yes. That's you know, like. you know that head cock that dogs do, yeah. like, you know, what? when he's trying to understand what I'm trying to say to him. It's like, yes. rut roll, Scooby-Doo. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Poor Tucker. I don't know. <laughs> that oh. was just that it was it was pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, keep your eyes uh, and ears open, folks. Mm-hmm. What can I say? But here's the most important subject of the podcast, yes. which is, you know, Lauren, there seems to be something going on 
with football. <laughs> now, this is not, uh, you know, I'm not big into sports, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, football. We're all inundated with football. Um, I have to tell you that before I went to New York University and got my master's in creative writing, poetry, I am a published poet, by the way. Nice. <laughs> uh, before I went there, I went to FSU, which is one of the great all-time football party schools. Yes. And FSU was like, the Seminoles were number one for years and years and years and decades and decades. And they're usually, I think even today, they're even in the top five, top 10, you know. And uh, I actually, when I was in college, just to do a sidebar, clearly uh, I even I, I fed those animals I worked for the FSU Seminoles <laughs> and I used to throw them steaks and chocolate cake and right. stuff and uh, as one does as one does <laughs> and of course I had to date one of them mm-hmm. you know because I had to run back and tell my friends right and that was a disaster we're not going to talk about that mm-hmm. I, I dated a I think he was a he said he was a bad quarterback he wasn't very good <laughs> so oh, anyway. all right well you know, a, a points for awareness. You know what? His name was Rick Houston. <laughs> I remember. I can't believe it. Anyway, so getting back to America and football and what is happening with football, it's really, to me, football's relationship with our friend, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Now, Taylor Swift doesn't really seem to have a very good relationship with uh, football fans right now. Um, uh, that's because... Apparently, there's just too many cutaways uh, to her during these games, you know, and the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, you know, their fans are just up in arms, okay? Um, They're really just not having it right now with Taylor. They want to watch fucking football. (laughs) They don't want to watch her swooning over her boyfriend, you know? (laughs) So I do find it, um, you know, to be quite comical. Uh, And so I'm really hoping that... uh, her relationship with Travis Kelsey is better than her relationship with football. Uh, otherwise, that shit's not going to last very long. Didn't, doesn't she have like a lot of songs about all of her relationships that never worked? She's notorious for it. Is she not? That's her big thing, right? That is her thing. That, she is the definition of write what you know, write what you experience. Yeah, so I know I got dumped a million times. Yes, I get yes, it. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And right. even dredging up things that happened years ago for the sake of I'm writing a new app, you know, right. putting together a new album kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, another thing she's into during these football games apparently is this PDA with Travis. Yes. So they're like smooching and stuff. So it's like if this shit goes south, it's going to be like really embarrassing for her. <laughs> Well, my favorite cutaway, because I know that there are a lot of, there were a decent amount of them during the Super Bowl itself. Yes, my personal yes. personal favorite cutaway was while he was singing Viva Las Vegas after they won, was like holding the trophy, and he was singing, I'm a professional, I'm going to be as kind as I can be. It was, he was just real excited and the pitches were suggested. He was just singing whatever notes he wanted while screaming out the lyrics to Viva Las Vegas. And they kept cutting back to her and her face like you could just see the face crack happening in real time oh god over and over again and we i was sitting with um my father and my sister watching the game with them yeah and we were like she's writing another song as we speak in her head about this very moment <laughs> yeah it's so cringy man it's so cringy and like the thing is 
Um, well, I got a dose of the Super Bowl uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, my housewives were preempted. So if my housewives mm-hmm. are preempted, okay, I got to find out why. So I'm like, oh, the Super Bowl again. Yes. So I did happen to catch um, some of the halftime show. And our friend again, Post Malone, was did he did a beautiful rendition of America the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. It I was did. awesome. Yes. Right? So they did some cutaways to some football players. And then we had to have the obligatory mm-hmm. cutaway to her. And I'm just like, damn. <laughs> no wonder these football fans are going out of their minds. Because I did feel like it it came close to ruining his performance. Um, so, yes, I have joined the legions of football fans uh, who, uh, you know, they're clearly over Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. We'll see how she does. Yeah. With Travis Kelsey. I mean, who knows? It's the off season. Anything's possible, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, Lauren, this has been totally awesome. I am so glad to see you here in the flesh. We made it through. This is such a cool podcast. Yeah. I love how it sounds. I love all the topics. I love everything. Guys, we're going to uh, see you in March. So get ready for more of this type of thing. Yes. Alrighty, and uh, yeah, cool. We're gonna see you soon. I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, all the bitches. Ooh.